Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. for the Hollywood Life podcast. Bonnie could not make it today, but I have such a special guest joining us. Um, I am so excited for this show. I have been so excited for it since I toured the Newport Mansions myself and have learned a bunch of the stories about the Gilded Age. So I'm really excited to introduce to you all executive producer and director of a few episodes of the upcoming HBO Max series, The Gilded Age. We have Sally Richard and Whitfield, Richardson Whitfield with us today. Hello, Sally. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm just ex- excited as you are. It's like been a long journey and I'm like, finally, it's coming out. Oh my gosh, I know. So this series was originally going to be on NBC. 2018, it was announced and then it moved to HBO Max. It's 2022 and it's finally coming out. How how has that process been for you? Well, I sort of came in like in this later part, but definitely um, COVID, you know, put a little halt to what was going on, kind of, you know, dragged it by a year. But I think, you know, for us, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, that time helped us really um, work on the scripts and uh, expand some of, you know, in, in the show, we have a black elite family, which is not usually seen in the Gilded Age or in any of these period pieces. So it helped me, you know, get in there and work on those characters. So time was on our side. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and we're just so excited to see this story come to light it's a time period that not many people have paid much attention to or really necessarily know about but it's a time period so it's about the 1880s 1890s and it's kind of foreshadowed the wealth of America the wealthiest of the wealthy um can you tell us just a little bit about how you know you're adding this entertainment aspect to this time period I think people always love these period pieces, but they're so used to seeing it. Forget that we had the golden age too. We had our own little dynasties here. So this is the industrial age when the Vanderbilts, when all those, all the people who are super rich now, this is when they started the money. And that in itself is exciting to see, to see America really being built And, but, you know, but what's amazing is, you know, you think of that time as pure extravagance and decadence, but in reality, it really mirrors our present day. I mean, there hasn't been such a divide as far as income wealth as now and then. So it really mirrors the same period. So it's very interesting to watch when you think of it that way. But then it's Julian Fellows. So we have all the beauty and the pageantry that you want in a, in a movie. I mean, in a TV show like this. 
Definitely. And so much opulence and, and, you know, these mansions, these, these places that you guys got to film were the real spots that the, the Vanderbilts and the Astors and built back in these days. And so what was it like just even walking in, in these, their footsteps? These homes, we have, so you, if you've done the tour in Newport, um, well, we have access to places in the in those homes that no one gets to see oh. and or you know you understand why you would need a full staff in a place yeah. like this because just going like for us just having to run up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom while we're shooting you're like oh my god once you go up or once you come down you're not trying to do that over and over but you know some of these we have one of the homes called the marble house and it's literally covered in marble everywhere and then it's tiffany crystal and there's gold on the walls it is they're just the most fabulous place and for us the costumes and the homes really are another character in our show and they're so important i mean i know the wardrobe is um magical and anything i've ever seen in, in, in in anything i've ever worked on I'm sure. Well, and it kind of brings me to, you know, when you say the, the costumes and the, the mansions are almost separate characters, kind of brings me to the feuds and the drama of the time because it really was, you know, oh, I'm you renovated your mansion. I'm going to renovate my mansion. You threw a ball here. I'm going to throw this ball here. And how is that going to come through with the show? I mean, are the characters and, and, and these these people just, is it is a storm brewing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you about that storm, but I mean, it, we have our um, old, our, our old time um, Real Housewives of, uh, <laughs> of, yeah. of New York. I mean, because that's really what it is. I mean, if you think about those shows now, for those, pe- those women, that's all they had. Yeah. They had. How do they build this world? So the cattiness and the drive to succeed and push the other people out, it's it's... I mean, what's terrible is that, isn't that the fun stuff right now? So that definitely builds. Bertha is going to grow in power as she goes. And then, of course, with the old world and the new world, they don't want you in. She has so much money. Money speaks volumes just like it does now. And she can, and she is going to push her way in that world. And it very much mirrors like the Vanderbilts back in that time. So it's basically reality i mean you know i was going to ask that because you know obviously we do see mrs astor we see caroline astor um you know we know that they're going to be characters in this but there isn't like an alva belmont or an alva vanderbilt it do is christine baranski's character kind of based on the vanderbilts or or be carrie carrie is more because the vanderbilt they were one of the new people coming in and so it's loosely based on characters like that of these new people coming in with this great wealth and the problems that she went through to break through. And right, and break into that 400 club, which we'll learn about. Um, so I, I like love this time. I think it's so interesting. Um, so to get into the show aspect a little bit, so the, the cast is filled with such incredible actresses. Oh my gosh. Were any actresses considered for other parts than the ones that they played? 
Oh, you know what? I don't necessarily have that answer. I know that you definitely have people who audition, especially the guys. Mm-hmm. A lot, some of the guys who we actually, you know, cast like Larry for um, their son may have auditioned for other roles because um, it, it's very convenient. Some of the guys look very similar. <laughs> Um, so then you just kind of find the personality that fit in, but the men in general, I think kind of auditioned for different things. And then they're so good. You're like, Oh, he's not perfect for that, but he'd be perfect for this role. Um, Mm -hmm. but we definitely have a, um, it, it, uh, we have a cast of every single Broadway star. I think it, in, if we could do a musical version age, it would be. Uh, a hit show on Broadway. It, it's amazing the people who are there, and you get them at a big table, and they're you know you have uh, you have you know uh, Nathan Lane there and Christine. All these people have worked together too. It was crazy. I noticed that. So there's so many Broadway alums. You have Donna Murphy, Audra McDonald, Christine, obviously Kelly O'Hara. I mean, all you need is Patty Lapone and Bernadette Peters. <laughs> I'm sure they'll try to find a way to bring them in there. But that was amazing. That's what's what's amazing about doing a show in New York City, yes. and we have all this amazing talent. And these people also do these kind of roles on stage a lot. They're used to wearing corsets and and these gowns. And so I think that you know it was it was a perfect match for our our kind of show to get that kind of talent. Definitely. And right, it's just such an easy easy train ride up there <laughs> or easy ride up there. So it's perfect. Um, so Agnes, who Christine Baranti plays, who is represents kind of the old money. She's obviously very strict in her views. Will we see that give at all throughout the season? I think if she gives too much, then we don't have that, that battle. I mean, at, at a certain point, she has to be accepting and being around these people. But Agnes will, I think, will always be the one doing her best to get rid of people and not let them in. She has her standards and she is not letting it change her. Mm-hmm. And she's so fun. She's so fun doing that, you know? Exactly. And Bertha, how far do you feel like she will go to, you know, make herself accepted in this in this world? Well, Bertha is going to win by any means necessary. And I think besides for her, it's all about her children and her daughter in particular and getting her in that world and setting this up. So um, Bertha is gonna do, is gonna spend whatever amount of money that she needs to spend and do whatever conniving way she needs to get in there to win. And and she's gonna be just like, you know, uh, uh, Miss Vanderbilt was, she's about to take over in the same way. You, she cannot be denied. Mm-hmm. And we did and see Miss part of that. Yeah. I said war is part of that. <laughs> well, and we saw women's suffrage. Sorry. We saw that Mrs. Vanderbilt was a leader in the women's suffrages suffragist movement um back in the day she kind of took that on and and led several women um they did marches they did protests will we see bertha kind of take on these kind of women's rights um movements well um this season you see a little bit of that but it's more her way in to society you know Mm -hmm. and that's really what these women did at that that point they i'm sure that some people did it from their heart 
but charity is your way to get in to the old class, you know, to, to get in there. So a lot of, in, in, as we go on, you know, hopefully we get picked up for a second season. Um, you get to see how, how that works through charity, how, how people climb the ladder. Agnes talks about that a lot throughout the season. Uh -huh. She's like, uh, that's how these women, that's how they get in. Don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you, you know, obviously in the first first episode, we haven't seen Agnes and Bertha cross paths yet. Um, will they come face to face this season? Oh, oh absolutely. I, um, without giving too much away, when uh, eventually Agnes will have to walk into that. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And... Uh, that particular episode is, it's perfectly hilarious and brilliant because when you see the difference, obviously, even though Agnes and Ada have a lot of money, yes, the difference between homes are night and day. And so her being in this palace for the first time, um, I, I think is quite comical. <laughs> I'm excited to see. Um, and Marion is clearly a rebel already. And there is to be a connection um, between her and Larry Russell, who's Bertha's son. Um, what can you tease about where that will go? It seems like a star-crossed lover situation might be brewing. It's so funny that everyone keeps seeing that. Um, so I, I, you know, I can't say too much about that, but I, in particular, every time I see them together, I go, I don't know these, you know, sometimes storylines start happening just because after, you know, actors in particular have their own chemistry that you don't expect. So I'm not, I can't tell you if what I can say is that those two just naturally really, they just come off the screen. Like you just see the chemistry. So, um, I don't know where Mr. Julian will take the two of them, but I personally think it's a good love match. A hundred percent. And then Peggy has found a job as Agnes's secretary, and it's kind of clear that Agnes appreciates someone who's knowledgeable and works hard. Will we see them kind of bond over the course of this season? A absolutely. And the one thing, you know, this is a hard storyline for us to do because in reality, um, these two, you know, the, the black world, white world are usually pretty separated. So right. it's really important, like, how do we get her in this house and make it make sense and be authentic, but still keep the dignity of not somehow make her a maid or something like that. But right. I think that Agnes really sees this independent spirit in Peggy and appreciates it. And, um, and really that's what's, you know, integrity is very important to her. 
So you definitely see her um, form a, a really interesting bond with Peggy that I think in audiences will really enjoy um, how she kind of takes her on and the kindness that she shows her. Hmm. Um, and could there be a connection uh, to Downton Abbey characters or is this a totally separate universe? I think that it's very important to keep this a separate universe yeah. um, because of course the, the Downton Abbey guys are, should love it. I think there's enough in there that will attract them, but it's different enough because it's America and uh, you know, just it, America has a different drive and a, a muscular feeling to it, especially because it's the industrial age. So we want to keep those two separate, but I think there's enough for the new people and the old people to enjoy the show. Yeah. Why do you think that this is such an important time in American history to be brought into, you know, a TV series, to be made into a TV series? Well, besides the fantasy of it and, and people not, you know, um, enjoying this kind of thing, I just think it's, for me, I, like I said earlier, how it mirrors our, like, present day. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's a lesson to be learned that we keep repeating the past, um, but it's very, what was happening there is very, you know, as far as um, you know, the racial problems and money, pro you know, uh, money uh, differences between the two classes. A lot of that is still going on. And I don't know, maybe, you know, if we see that it's in the past and now maybe we can start to learn from it. Um, or we can just say, uh, forget it, let's just be entertained. <laughs> right. And in the episodes you directed, was there anything that you really wanted to bring to the forefront to make sure really came through your episodes that you wanted the audiences to see? Um, I think that, like I said, going back to the Peggy storyline, because in the sort of this middle thing, and I was really introducing that world, um, I wanted to make sure, I think sometimes if, if you don't approach a subject, like if people don't believe that people of color had wealth and influence um, back in that time. If you don't approach it in a very authentic way, it can feel like, oh, that's just a TV show. Mm. That didn't really. So I thought it was very important to um, create that world very authentically so that you leave there and go, oh, that and you believe it rather than thinking because we made it not real, right. you know? And uh, and then besides that, it was just important to really show the beauty of of these homes and costumes. And like I, like I said before, because they really are another character in the show, um, they're definitely you'll see in some of my episodes. There are some times with wardrobe and clothes that I made a complete meal out of it. I shot it every way I could because I know that people are going to appreciate. And our uh, and our costume designer Kasha will appreciate it. Yes. That you see a bit of that hat and the detail that they worked on. I love that. I can't wait to see. Um, is there anything else that you have coming up as well that um, we should be on the lookout for? 
Well, uh, I think I want to say that the new Lakers show, Winning Time, I uh, directed that too. I did the season, uh, the last two episodes finale of that show. And I think that that is going to be uh, another amazing hit for HBO. And as much as I thought that Gilded was the hardest thing that I ever directed because of, you know, because you have carriages and horses and costume and period stuff. Lakers was another beast just like that because it's period two and the amount of basketball in it and the stars. I mean, you have John C. Riley and, and Adrian Brody and Jason Clark and, and I mean, um, Jason Siegel, Sally Field. It is a crazy cast of people and, and, Adam McK and it's an Adam McKay show. So it, 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 it uh, these, between these two shows, I, I've had a very <laughs> yeah, you need them sleep. Um, that sounds so amazing. So, I mean, working with these massive names between the two shows is does it make your job like easier because they're just like professionals, or does it make it harder because you're like nervous and don't want to tell them what to do? <laughs> You know, it's a delicate balance. Yes, it makes it easier because you have this amazing talent. But, you know, even big stars need uh, and they need notes. Mm -hmm. So honestly, as a director, you cannot be afraid of the actors. You have to be able to go forget it. I have a note for Sally. I've got to go in and, and give it to her. But it does take you know, there takes a few days to get completely comfortable knowing, you know, who who these people are. And some of, I mean, a few of them have Oscars already. Mm -hmm. um, but putting that to the side, I've been very lucky that on both shows, no crazy people completely giving actors who just want to do the work and work hard and respected especially because I came from the acting world. I right. kind of know that, I know that language. Um, so it makes it a little easier for me, but mm -hmm. just really respectful of the process and of me and of the, of the pieces that we're doing. So it was a wonderful experience. And do you recall the time that you decided that you wanted to, or even did take the leap of going from in front of the camera to behind the camera, especially as a female director. Um, you know, I, I've always thought that there should be more of them. It was one of my um, senior theses for college, actually, about female directors in Hollywood. Um, and so, you know, just taking that leap and what advice you have for other women who want to do the same. Um. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Don't be, I, uh, right now, everything is about have no fear. Mm. If, it's, if it's a passion that you want to do, do it. And the one thing that I have found with my directing is that as opposed to acting, acting sometimes I felt a bit restrained and I was afraid to just look foolish. 
Something about directing, I have no fear to try anything that's in my little mind mm -hmm. <laughs> and throw it up there and trust my vision. Um, but, you know, I recreate, I, I was acting for 30 years and, you know, in late in my 40s, I started directing. So you can change your path at any point. And now in my, you know, early, have a completely different career. And um, that is really, you know, even though I'm now doing HBO stuff, is really just starting. And I, uh, I plan to do bigger and better things. So anybody, you can do it, just put in the hard work. I love it. That's such great advice, Sally. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Um, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And we can't wait to watch The Gilded Age on HBO Max. Oh, enjoy it. The 24th, we're coming up. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, honey. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Thank you, Sally. Bye.